everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Boston University Podcast, a podcast for dog people. If it's your first time listening, I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer and a former animal shelter supervisor. And I'm Jamie. I am a certified dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant. On this episode, we're interviewing Jeff Holst, who might have the oldest Great Dane alive. And we're going to talk about some tips on how to get the most out of your dog's lifespan. All that and more coming up next. Welcome to another episode of the Boston University Podcast. Hi, everybody. So, I feel like we have so much to talk about. We do. But we don't have that much time, and <laughs> we, I think we're going to stick to the important stuff. I know that we wanted to touch on the thing about Opal and and um, speaking to her through a medium. Yes. And you have more to add to that, but I, I think we'll address that towards the end of this. Okay. Um, so, if you want to talk about what we're going to talk about today... So today we have with us Jeff Holst. Uh, he may have the oldest living Great Dane alive. So we're going to talk to him about how to keep our dogs healthy and get the most out of their life and um, touch on some other things from him. Uh, he has two podcasts of his own. Uh, so he is a veteran in terms of podcasting. So he uh, is going to definitely seem very uh, seasoned. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Sometimes we have some guests on that seem a little a little shy, and uh, hopefully we're going to have a really good uh, conversation. So, Jeff, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. And I I hope I can live up to that. That's, uh, that sounded, <laughs> made me sound a lot better than I actually am. <laughs> so, um, Jeff, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and why we have you on today. Yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, we met online. Obviously, uh, I was telling you about my um, my dog Stella, who turned thirteen yesterday. Which uh, I don't know if people know about Great Dane's lifespans, but it's usually eight to nine years. Sometimes you hear one that makes ten or eleven, but uh, about a year and a half ago, my vet told me that it was the oldest Great Dane they ever treated, and uh, she's wow. still kicking. So that's crazy. Um, so that's what we came on to talk about. And um, we've been super fortunate, obviously, that uh, not, uh, you know, some of it's luck, right? I mean, you don't have that much control over this stuff. Right. But, Especially when you start talking about like genetics and things like that. Yeah. And I've, and I've actually thought about like, you know, uh, you know, doing like a, a DNA preservation in case we ever wanted to clone her because she's like so <laughs> great. But the cloning thing is like, I have like a little bit of a problem with it. I don't know where you guys come down on this, but I feel like there's a lot of dogs that need help. And so spending $50,000 <laughs> to clone my dog seems like I probably ought to just adopt somebody else's dog. Exactly. <laughs> right? I, I, think, I think John and I can both yeah. agree that we're on the same page with yeah. you there. It would be really cool though. But um, then you yeah, wonder how many know, things, I mean, how many things uh, come into effect, you know, as far as you need to have an almost identical upbringing to, mm -hmm. you know, get that same behavior and get that same temperament. So, yeah, it definitely yeah, would be interesting, would, though. Yeah, I know. It's, it's tempting, but I'm not going to spend the money. Also, I'm not sure that I really have that much money to spend <laughs> just like randomly. Like maybe if I wanted to max out my credit cards, I could do it. But that seems like a bad use of funds. So, um <laughs> We'll just uh, we'll just keep buying the expensive dog food because I think like in a lot of ways it's just feeding her right. That's the, the biggest thing that we did right from the beginning. So, so what what kind of food were you feeding her? Uh, you know, we started out with um, feeding her blue buffalo food, um, but the um, there was like a thing like I don't know eight ten years ago where there was a problem with blue buffalo food, so we switched her to this wilderness food, and she's liked it really well. So it's um. 
you know, it's just a high protein, low grain food. I think there's a lot of good foods out there. Um, at the time, my wife worked for PetSmart and she felt like it had really good reviews after talking to some other people. And so we just stuck with it and she's done well on it. So, yeah, I heard a lot of uh, reviews or, you know, um, recalls for Blue Buffalo. Um, yeah. Right? And ever since then, I feel like they haven't gotten it together and I don't know why. Yeah, I, I, I know, used to really, really like them. Yeah, we really liked it too. And we had our other dogs um, on Blue Buffalo before that as well. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and we never had any problems with it. But, but, you know, after you start hearing about these contamination issues and stuff, you're like, well, maybe I don't want to, I don't want to stick with that for a little while. And then we just never went back. I mean, it might be fine now. I have no idea, really. Okay. Is there anything yep. else that you would say like over the course of her life that you really focused on that you maybe think contributes to how old she is? Yeah. Well, we've never fed her like table scraps or anything like, and whenever we've given her treats, they've always been like, uh, like, you know, the ones that have like two ingredients, you know, or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. like we always try to get things we can pronounce. So like what we've given her for the last, I don't know, seven or eight years is really just like chicken jerky, right? Like we could make it ourselves sometimes, but otherwise we just buy one that doesn't have a lot of ingredients. That's kind of our strategy yeah. on that. Yeah. The, no, the main I thing that. I think is the main thing I think is keeping her at a healthy weight. Like that's been, um, you know, we've had other dogs where it's been a little tricky to do that, but with her, um, you know, she, uh, she has the right temperament. So she's never been one to just eat. Like we can leave food down forever. She'll only eat when she's hungry. So that really helps. Oh, wow. Um, What's but, that like? Yeah, right. Our <laughs> other dogs are not like that. So, Oakley acts um, like we don't feed yeah. him. Yeah. No, I have one like that. Like, um, her name is Trixie, and she's about a uh, five pounds overweight chihuahua, like, which is a lot for a chihuahua. So, so, yeah, we have a chihuahua, too. She's at, like, probably, what, 11, 12 pounds, John? Yeah. Um, if she looks yeah. at food, sometimes she gets fat. Like, it. Mm. it's so sad because yeah. Oakley can, like, get into an, an, a whole bag of dog food and he would essentially be fine. He'd probably have the meat sweats for a little bit, but, um, for, for Pudge, if she eats, if she overeats for like a day, like she, we see the difference. Do you think it's maybe cause you named her Pudge? Cause like that's yeah, maybe. sort of self, self, self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> yeah. Stella, like, um, when she was a puppy, you know, like a, I say a puppy for us, but she was probably like one or, you know, one and a half or something. But she she was big enough that she could like get on counters and stuff. And she just that was like the one thing she did wrong was like she would love to like take stuff off the counter. So a couple of times she ate like an entire stick of butter. And then like a couple of days later, she ate an entire loaf of bread. And we're like, well, maybe she just needed to balance the yeah. butter out. <laughs> she needed something well, to go with it. But uh, yeah, other than that, she's she's uh, she's stayed away from from table food. So that's I think that's to me, you know, feeding quality food is important. Obviously, regular checkups and all that stuff. I mean, we gave her. Um, uh, I think it also helps not to breed dogs from a longevity. I'm not an expert on this, but like everything I've read seems to indicate that um, if you don't have a litter, and you in in her case, we spayed her when she was about I don't know seven or eight months old, whatever the normal is. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time, so I don't remember exactly. Yeah. But uh, in fact, all of our dogs are, are getting to the geriatric age. Our one chihuahua is 16 now. Oh, wow. Um, which is also fairly old. But again, we gave her good food and we never and we kept her at a healthy weight. 
the um the fat chihuahua is the youngest of them the fat chihuahua. Um, i'm sure she loves the fact that you just called her that <laughs> well she's not listening right now so we're probably gonna get away she's my favorite anyway like i mean you're not supposed to have favorites maybe stella it's, it's a tough call we had a um we had this dog um it was a chihuahua that like just had constant medical problems from the day we mm-hmm. got her. It was a rescue and, uh, and, and we got her out of a litter when she was actually, frankly, too young to be even away from her mother. But the, the situation was really bad and she bonded really hard to me. And, um, but she just had constant problems and we had to put her down when she was about seven or eight, oh, like eight or, nine, eight or nine, eight or nine. Yeah, it was pretty tough. It was actually on our eighth anniversary too, so it was like really bad. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, it was yeah. our eighth anniversary, and we were like, and it was really shocking. Like we didn't expect it. Um, and then the other Chihuahua, Chloe, like got so sad. Even though we had Stella, then like she just, I think a Chihuahua and a Great Dane don't play quite as well as two Chihuahuas do. Yeah, Chloe just laid around and moped for like months, and we finally had to get another dog. Uh, just to get her out of her funk because like she wouldn't even go outside we had to pick her up and set her outside she'd go to the bathroom and pick her up and carry her back in she just wouldn't do anything it's just and then crazy what the relationships can be between yeah. separate dogs different dynamics yeah and once we got Trixie though like within a couple of weeks she was fine and and the weird thing is Trixie's personality is almost identical to the um the one that we put down Roxy and like uh, and they look fairly similar to sometimes I accidentally call her by Roxy's name. And I then bet. Chloe starts looking around like, you know, what What do you mean? Where is she? I don't see her. It's like weird because it's been, you know, eight eight years now and she still clearly remembers her. So, Oh, that's sweet. So what's interesting is you're yeah. hitting on a lot of points as far as like a, from a longevity standpoint. Uh, you talked about uh, spaying not too late, which is, I think, huge because – you have all kinds of silent killers that go on when you don't spay or neuter your dog. The biggest thing for giant breeds like Stella would be like a pyometra where, mm. you know, you get a huge inflammation uh, of the whole uh, of the uterus and that's from not being spayed. And that, yeah. you know, that's highly, that's really, really deadly, especially for these giant breeds. And just having a litter in and of itself is very demanding on the dog's body. And then it can sure. lead to other things like, you know, mess up. How do you say mastitis? Mastitis, yeah. Yeah, and things like that. So all different life-threatening conditions that could really just be avoided by by spaying or neutering and doing it mm. early. Yeah. Um, and then you also have other dogs in the house. So I wonder if that plays a role in it because you always say you have the, the two-dog household rule. I do. I have um, the two-dog household rule where um, if you have one dog, when the dog gets to about seven or eight, I always suggest that a family get a younger dog or a puppy um, to one, keep that dog, uh, you know, company um, to get them off the couch and to make sure that when the older dog does pass away, you're not left with an empty nest and it makes mm. the grieving 10 times harder. So I always like oh, that yeah. revolving door of like dogs are always with you because I do find like if your dog does suddenly die and you only have one and then you come home to an empty house, it is shattering way more than it is if you have that other dog to kind of comfort you and get you through it. And I know you were touching on that, that Stella got you guys through, um, a spit, uh, 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 I can't speak right now. Uh, (laughs) a pretty specific, um, rough time for you guys. We're going to touch on that, but one more question about, you know, her and, and just the longevity of her. She's a Merle, correct? Yeah. 
All right. So we actually had a Merle. um, She was a Catahoula leopard, actually. She wound up having, and I'm sure you know about the issues with Merles in general genetically. Um, We had her, and she was only a year and two months old. We had to put her down. She She wound up. She was a double Merle. So Mm. so she was born blind. Neurological issues. She would have seizures. Once she turned eight months old, she just seized like every month. Or oh yeah, that's or so. really tough. It was rough. So yeah. we actually had to put her down. We put her out of her misery. It was it was awful. Worst thing we ever had to do. But have yeah, you seen? Yeah, it's a tough decision. It is. It really is. You know, and and like you yeah. said, with the Chihuahua that passed, it was like on your anniversary. You weren't expecting it. Like we had been doing it with Opal for so long, like dealing with her seizures and like bouncing back from them. That the time right. that it did happen, we didn't even realize it was gonna be the last time until like it was like we were like, wow, mm. it's it's yeah, too much. Tough. It is. Yeah, and and we had that. Um, so our our older Chihuahua Chloe um, started having seizures like two or three years ago, and you know she probably has a slow developing brain tumor. I mean, I haven't spent the money to to address it because she's fourteen at the time, right? So yeah. it's Like you know, you can't. You, there's a limit to what you can justify, and it doesn't seem to bother her. Um, we put her on Fino and. Um, and it's controlled the seizures to where it's like maybe once a month she has a seizure or something. That's good. Um, but if it got more frequent, I mean, we'd have to make the decision, yeah. um, you know, because you just don't really have a choice, but so that's a, that's a tough thing to do. Um, it was particularly tough when it was a surprise though. Like, I mean, I think with Stella being 13, there's a good chance that we're going to have to make that decision. I mean, she has trouble with the stairs right now and we live in a split level house. Uh, she can go down the stairs, uh, and if I'm standing behind her to catch her, she can go up the stairs. If that stops, then I I can't really leave her downstairs all the time. She'd be miserable, yeah. and uh, um, and I can't move her somewhere else. Like that's un- unfortunately that would be even worse for her. You know, yeah. she would be traumatized. She doesn't even like going in the car or anything anymore. She's gotten to the point where she's comfortable at our house, and that's about it. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, and if she started to be miserable, I mean, I don't know what else I could do at that point, but I, I don't want to make that decision. Um, I secretly hope that she just doesn't wake up one day. You know, that would be yeah. like, I I mean, it would still be way. really traumatic, but I wouldn't have to make the decision because that's the thing that's the heart. And then well, I don't both, know what both it's like. suck. It, they really both, yeah. both options oh, suck, yeah. but at least, you know, that um, that grief or that guilt of making that decision, mm, yeah. you wouldn't have to deal with. But at the same time, I always think of it like I don't want my dogs to get to that point where they don't wake up. But it's it's definitely easier on mm. our end to just hope that it happens. And yeah, I hope it happens if, early. You would think that it would just be yeah. easy. Well, like if she if she didn't wake up tomorrow, that would be that would be sad, obviously. But it would be like, well, you know, she lived a long time and yeah. it's fine. Uh, but if it was like, you know she was obviously time for her to go and we weren't making the decision and then she didn't wake up. Then you have the other guilt, which is like, I kept, I hung on, I hung on too long. Yeah. Yeah. There's always like a catch 22 with this and it sucks all around. There's no way to make it easy at all. I know. Actually, after we chose to put Roxy down, I, I really felt like, man, I shouldn't ever have dogs again. (laughs) Like I can't deal with this. Like I was a wreck. No, I think everybody goes through that. Yeah. I'd never had dogs growing up. I mean, we had one for like a year, but then um, we just didn't train her very well when I was a little kid. And then my parents uh, gave her to someone who had a farm and she, it was a, a Queensland healer and she, she liked to run and stuff and they put her on this farm and she seemed really happy. And we saw her a couple of times over the next couple of years, but you know, then we grew up and we just, I mean, if she was, 
50 miles away from us and we never saw her. I mean, I assume she died at some point because she would be like 40 now or something, right? <laughs> but, but, uh, but who knows? With my track record, maybe not, right? Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> now you may but, have the magic uh, but, touch. Yeah, but I like to assume that she's just, you know, happily living out her uh, geriatric age on a farm somewhere, but I suspect that's not the case. <laughs> and um, but, but other than that, I mean, I'd never been exposed to, like, losing a pet. And, uh, and honestly, like, I didn't handle it well at all. I mean, I was, like, a really bad wreck. And that, that was – it was uh, interesting, though. I mean, uh, I mean, I even carried, her like, her – tag like she had this little heart tag with her name on it on yep. my keychain for like five years after that yeah. i finally we all do it. got a new car i got a new car and stopped doing it but like i would like randomly cry like uh you know two years after the fact when i was looking at my keys and like that's just like i'm almost starting to cry now and it's been you know like almost a decade i know time, so. it hurts doesn't matter yeah. how long it is it really is it's crazy yeah. um have yeah. you have you seen with Stella being a Merle, have you seen any um, genetic issues or anything like that that she's had? No, actually, it's strange. She is um, insanely smart, uh, like really smart, and has never had any health issues at all. So That's we're just great. very fortunate. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we gave her good food from the beginning so that we didn't, but, and obviously that wouldn't solve genetic issues. I'm not suggesting that, but like it does prevent, you know, any new health issues Absolutely. in a lot of cases. And then the other thing is too, like when we spayed her, we did the the stomach stabling bloat surgery to make sure that she wouldn't get bloat. Um, okay. A lot of people don't like to do that, but like what I mean for people that don't know, that basically prevents their stomach from flipping, um, which is another problem with big dogs that if they get you know, especially if they eat too fast and they run after eating or something, that can cause um, you know gas bubbles to build up in their stomach, which can it can be fatal and it's going to require surgery at the minimum at that point so we it's almost like like you said it's fatal like it's very hard to catch and by the time you get where you got to go they could already be dead it's it's very scary um now did did your vet suggest that or was that something that you looked into and were like we want to get this done yeah so like i said my wife was working for pet smart she was actually managing a pet hotel at the time like a boarding facility yeah and um, she had heard from some people there that that, that that was an issue. And so we looked into it at that point and decided it was worth the extra. And it wasn't even that much more. I actually feel like that should just tell people about this because who would say no? I think it was like, granted, this is, you know, 13 years ago, but it was like uh, like $70 or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, wasn't like, it wasn't like that much of a difference. And, I mean, that was a fair amount of money to us at the time, but – but it wasn't like uh, an impossible reach. Yeah. And that's, that's another thing too. I, I've known, I, I don't tell people they shouldn't have pets if they're, you know, less fortunate economically because that's terrible. But um, there's something to be said about making sure you have adequate resources before you get a pet because like yep. the stuff costs money and you've got to take them to the vet on a regular basis and you have to get their teeth cleaned. I mean, you, that sounds simple, but like oral hygiene matters. Yeah. Right? I it mean, does, and it's expensive. Ha- yeah, that's expensive. I mean, we haven't actually done it for Stella in two years because the vet was like, well, she's not going to live another year, so, like, there's no point. She has most of her teeth. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. Well, and then, like, a year or two years ago, maybe, a year and a half ago, I don't, something like that, we were at the vet with her, and we were getting her rabies shot, and they were like, do you want a one-year or a three-year? And I was like, <laughs> uh, one, I think, because she's 11 and a half. 
And they're like, are you sure? She seems really healthy. Like, we wouldn't want to have to give it to her again. So we went and paid, we, we paid the extra. And I was like, this is probably dumb. Like, she's not going to be alive in a year. Um, but now it's a year and a half later. And I'm super glad I did. Right. Yeah. So yeah. She doesn't crazy. Have to go through that again. Really so, crazy. Uh, wow. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly, I mean, we last Christmas, like not 2020, but 2019, um, my wife got all sad and was like, this is your last Christmas and all this stuff. <laughs> and like, I was like, I don't know, she might make it another Christmas. And this year I was like, no, it's not happening. <laughs> I just know it's, I mean, I, although honestly, like now, like in Chattanooga where I'm at, the weather has started to warm up a little bit. Like really? The last or so it's, it's like 60 here today, which You're is kidding. great because it's, been really cold and she's doing like way better uh in the warmer days so i do think there's like an arthritis issue um she lays around a lot and well, so what is, we got God, what her- is that thing when when it's warm like something with your with like your cartilage or something like when it's really cold everything shrinks up so then there's there's more like achiness in between the bones and like you know what i'm talking about i mean people, yeah, well, you, yeah people get pains more yeah. in the winter yeah, so I think that's what's going on with her. So she's actually seeming to improve a little bit the last few weeks, which is kind of crazy. Um, we also give her uh, like a bone and joint chew for the last like five years because they're like, oh, your dog's old. Like you probably just give her this like, and it's not cheap either. It's like $70 a month, right? Or something. Yeah, and which I was one like, is she on? Uh, uh, Dasquin. What are we at? Coastquin? Yeah. We're yeah. on Coastquin right now. For, we have two yeah. two seniors, we think. Tasha's definitely eight-ish, and we think yeah. Oakley's probably in the same realm, but we're not sure because he's, he's a rescue, so yeah. we have no idea how old he is. Yeah, so we started giving it to her when she was eight-ish, right? And we were like, that, you know, maybe it's for a year or so uh, because she was pretty – I mean, that's the end of their life expectancy, but now we've been giving her this for five years. It's crazy. And this summer <laughs> – yeah, this summer, like, she was uh, – uh, really going downhill and I was like man this is probably the end and then I realized that like when the coronavirus shutdown had occurred we didn't get any of our shoes for her and so she hadn't had them for like a month and I got them for her and like within two weeks she was like wow I'm a huge yeah, so believer I'm a in those. Big, yeah. yeah I'm a huge proponent of those I actually kind of thought oh man I've been wasting this money this whole time and then when I actually had her off for a month and then put her back on I was like oh Wait a minute. Yeah, that actually is worth it. Her quality Jeez, of life is That's great, better, though. So. Yeah, wow. but look, look yeah. at Tasha. Yeah. So Tasha was our foster dog. We started fostering her in November, end of November. Yes. And we ended up adopting her uh, the first the on the first of the year. And when we first got her, she's she had all kinds of old existing injuries to her hindquarters, her knees and everything. So she sure. walked very stiff. She walked very slow. And she would her legs would always shake like crazy. And we started yeah. her on the, the Cosequin. And like today, if she runs out and she'll go out in the backyard and she runs through the snow like a bunny. It, it's it's crazy. so nice right. to see. Like she came in today. Yeah. For some reason, she's been getting the zoomies with me lately. And she like runs in from the snow and then goes into the hallway and turns around. And she's like hopping all over the place and like jumping on me. And I was like, what is happening right now? You could hardly move yeah. a month and a half ago. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, it's amazing, right? Now, obviously, Stella's not quite um, at that level of robustness <laughs> now, but um, but the fact that she can go down the stairs is a good improvement. Right? Because, like, if, it's you a know, good I day. Mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's how I feel about it. And, I mean, she, and she definitely has some better days than others, but, uh, 
you know, whenever she has a good day, I go, hey, Stella, you're walking like you're 10. <laughs> you know, good job. She's like, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, I, don't, I don't know how you guys are, but we have like, you know, our own voices for them. So oh, sure don't even get me started. <laughs> and I'm not doing that on the air, just so you know. So yeah. we exposed my pudge voice because we did a video with her this week. We explained what uh, mailman syndrome is, where they bark at the mailman and their whole theory behind oh, yeah. it. Um, but we did it with me voicing her over, and everybody now gets to see what I talk to pudge like every <laughs> exactly. single day. <laughs> yeah. And for anybody joining yeah, us on Twitch, that we'll play that video at the end of this uh, yeah. this episode. I'll have to, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to track that down and watch that myself. I'll send it um, to you. <laughs> it, I, I think it's, it's yeah. uh, pure cinematic excellence. Oh, I think you like exceeded what you normally do. You like blew it out of the water. It's pretty good. I enjoy it. <laughs> and it's like, what, a minute and a half long? A minute and 20 seconds. Yep. Um, so that's actually like for, for my, like, you know, you, you mentioned I have some shows. We find that. Super short videos get the best viewership, yep. like the 10 second ones, right? The but like the minute and a half ones, those do really well too. They do, for whatever reason, they seem to do better than like 30, 40 second ones and better than like five minute ones, like way better than the five minute ones. Because so, nobody wants so to stick like around really that long. Good, like, yeah. I mean, sometimes if you have really good content, yeah, um, but it's hard, right? You can't constantly keep people's attention. It's just not possible. So. I agree. I agree. Um, so tell us a little bit about the hardships that you and your wife went through and how I remember you telling me that Stella kind of helped you through that. Yeah. Well, so, so this is back in 2008. So, you know, the 13 years ago ish, right? Like 12 and a half years ago, something yep. like that. Um, when she was maybe like seven or eight months old, I, uh, I was actually diagnosed with leukemia. Wow. So I got this call at like 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday, on my wife's cell phone because my phone was dead and, and and her dad was actually the emergency contact. I don't know what was up with that, but like they had called him and he had given him, you know, he'd given them her Becky's number, my wife. And, and uh, so they called her and they were like, Hey, is Jeff around? And, and I'm like, yeah. So I, I get on the phone and this doctor says, Hey, you know, I thought I had like pneumonia or something. Cause like I've been in Peru for a little bit and I came back with a cough and I just couldn't get over it. And then I got these like weird like lumps on me that are, they're very atypical for leukemia. So like, it wasn't even like a thought in my mind. Right. Yeah. But I thought I picked up like a parasite in the Amazon rainforest, honestly. So you like, were, you were not feeling here. good. Yeah. I was feeling bad. Right. But like, but I didn't, I mean, I wasn't like going to leukemia bad. I was like, yeah. I need to like get some antibiotics or something. Yeah. And they call me at 10 o'clock at night after I did this blood work in the morning. And they're like, hey, there's no easy way to tell you this, but you have leukemia and you have to go to the hospital right now. Wow. That's all they said. And I was now, like, why did you uh, have to go to the hospital immediately? Because oh, it was really bad. Wow. <laughs> it was really, really That's bad. That's crazy. Like, so, I, like, I know you guys aren't like medical people, but like the average white blood cell count is between like four and 10,000 uh, cells per milliliter or something. It's some, some weird count like that. Um, and I didn't know much about leukemia, but I had a cousin who died of a different type of leukemia than I have um, when I was about two years before that. So I was maybe like in my late 20s when she died. And her white blood cell count had got up to 150,000 when she died. And that was like a death sentence. Mine, when they measured it that day, was 258,000. Wow. So I have chills right now. Yeah. I was walking dead. Like literally like. 
I don't know how I was functioning because once they told me I had leukemia, I basically went into full on collapse mode. Like I was like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Why I thought I was getting like fat and lazy and like, you know, like, like I remember um, Thanksgiving, like that year, which was like, you know, right. I got diagnosed in September, but like Thanksgiving of that year, I was starting to get better and still had gotten out um, and thought we were playing some kind of game. And we were living in Michigan at the time and the snow was like, you know, a little bit more than knee deep and trying to walk through the snow was just exhausting. Wow. Because my white blood cell count was so high that my red, red blood cell count was suppressed because there's only so much like space in like a milliliter of blood and red blood cells move oxygen around in your body. So really what leukemia does is it crowds out your red blood cells and causes you to die essentially of like oxygen deprivation. I was going to say like it suffocates you. Yeah, I mean, wow. it's, not, it's slow suffocation, so you don't feel like, you know, like you feel like you're getting oxygen. It's just your organs start shutting down. And so, like, my vision was starting to blur, and my spleen was super enlarged. But none of this stuff was, like, noticeable because it was, like, this slow progression. Yeah. Because I, I had a chronic leukemia, um, and they said I probably had it for, like, four or five years undiagnosed. That's, That's terrifying. Like, that, you just yeah. saying that is, like, terrifying. I don't even understand. Yeah. Yeah, well, it means you should go to the doctor more than yeah. once every five years. Clearly. Um, you know, I was 25 to 30 during that time that I probably was getting worse. So I thought, oh, I'm young and healthy. Like, I don't need to go to the doctor. Like, yeah. what do I need a doctor for, right? I'm, I was in law school for part of that time, and i just gotten out of law school, and I was practicing law. And, you know, I just kind of, like, felt like I would eventually go to the doctor, but I didn't even have a doctor. So I went to the med center because I was sick, and that's how they found this. And, yeah, so I got to the hospital – and, you know, we heard this 258 and don't know what kind of leukemia you have, but it's really bad. Um, and for about a week, we thought I was definitely going to die. I mean, my dad came into the hospital one day and he was like, this is in September. He said, if you make it till February, uh, well, I'll take you to Australia. And I was like, I'm just hoping I make it till Christmas. Yeah. Right. Like, that's like, like I, I mean, I just fully accepted that I was going to die. Like there wasn't an option. Uh, and, and it was about like, Five or six days later, they were like, they figured out what kind of leukemia I had. And there was a new treatment protocol that had only been out for like a year or so that was really promising. Um, it just cleared through the FDA uh, maybe a year or two before that. And they were like, you know, this actually probably will work. Like normally we try to get people on it a lot sooner. Right. But but I mean, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And fortunately for me, I mean, like my white blood cell count um, after they put me on this drug, it's just a one a day pill went from 258 to like 170 the first week and wow. then it went to like it went to like 57 the second week and by my month checkout I was checkup I was in the normal range wow. like so I felt like a month maybe a month and a half after I was diagnosed I actually felt much much better right but I was just so mentally and physically exhausted yeah um, but it was weird like my vision started getting better and then my spleen started going down like they were doing like ultrasounds because like ruptured spleen is a real problem uh if, if, if it gets too enlarged uh and my liver enzymes started to go down and like you know and i did bone marrow biopsies and all this other stuff it was it was a lot of treatment and different things but um during that period for that first week i was in the hospital nonstop, and my wife was you know at home because like she i mean she can only sleep in the hospital room so many times in the chair right yeah. and i remember saying to her like the end of the first night i was like you need to go home and sleep 
And I called her dad and had him come pick her up because she, cause he had tr- driven us to the hospital. So she was stuck there. And mm-hmm. so he came and picked her up and, um, and uh, she just went home and like, I mean, you, you could ask her about it maybe instead of me because I wasn't there. But, but like, that's really where Stella was like that. That's why it's important. Like to, to us, like that's why Stella is important because Stella was about eight months old and after that, she was like a perfect dog. Like she never misbehaved a single time after that. Before that, she was just a terror, right? Now I know they, they're maturing at that age, right? Yeah. But but she jumped into bed. And like we never let her in bed before that ever, like because she's a great Dane and that's like just a lot to have in bed <laughs> with you, right? She jumped into bed and slept with her head on my pillow and, and cuddled with my wife. She just for, knew. For like that whole week. Yeah. And – uh Yes. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I know it's going to be super hard on my wife because of that, because it's got her like Stella's always known when something was going on and when when my wife particularly needed comfort, um, you know, so it's, it's it's one of those things. But, yeah, it's uh, she's been really <laughs> I mean, like you can't argue with it. She's been a good dog and it'll be tough. But, you know, you can't I also can't really. Like, hey, you know what? Next year, if Stella's still alive, I'm happy to come back on your show and have this conversation. You can tell me, see, you're, you're crazy. Like, she has a year left in her. But, <laughs> yeah, me too, by the way, because that's a really uh, great thing if we get another year. But actually, now we're in this situation where the coronavirus has been really helpful for us in this. Because if not for the shutdown and the quarantine and stuff, I'm not sure that we wouldn't have decided to put her down sooner. Like, I don't mean to be callous about it, but it's difficult. No, I get it. If, yeah. we're not, if we're not here, like we, what we've done for years is we've always, rather than board, and which is ironic since my wife ran a boarding facility, rather than board our dogs, we've always paid people to come into our house. That's what our dog stable. walking business does. Yeah. So we always paid people to come into our house and we have a couple that that's done it for us for years. They were, in fact, when we first, they were like, not even married and they were in college when they first started watching our dogs. And, and, you know, that's when we first moved to Chattanooga 10 years ago and now they have a kid and they have their own dog and stuff, but it would be like, um, it would be difficult even for them to deal with her. Like we can deal with Stella cause we see her every day. We, we know that like, like, um, we don't have carpet anywhere in our house anymore. So we, put like rugs down like by her bed on the, which sits at the foot of our bed because she's not comfortable standing up unless she has something to stand mm-hmm. on. Right. Yeah. And then like to get, she's a little bit afraid to walk off the carpet cause she has a little bit of a stability issue. Um, cause her back hips are getting bad. So like I, but, but if I have my hand like on her back hip, then she feels safe. Right. Yeah. And like, she'll, she'll walk, start walking. Once she starts walking, she's fine. It's the yeah. first couple of steps. It's getting started. But, like there's, there's no way that they could do that. Right. So, and, and I travel a lot. Like I, I m- much more than my wife who has a regular full-time job. Like I, I do real estate investing. So my schedule's a lot more flexible. And I also do like podcast and public speaking, although this last year, not too much of that. Yeah. And public speaking was getting me to like, you know, I'd fly out to Oklahoma for the weekend and stuff. And like, it would have been very difficult to do that the last six months because my wife would be at work and like, I, can't leave her home for 10 hours a day by herself right now. So like the shutdown has been beneficial in that regard for us. Um, Although it's also like now that I think we're turning the corner, like knock on wood, right? Like we might start being able to travel again. Yeah. I love to like go to the ocean and like my wife and I like really, really need a vacation. 
And we're like, you know, we really can't go anywhere even if the shutdown wasn't happening because yeah. no, like we would have to decide, is it more important to go on vacation or keep Stella alive? And that's and something that John and I, I struggled with too. When we had Opal, she was only like a year, but we couldn't just leave her with people. If she seized, yeah. you know, that's a lot, putting that a lot on, on someone. And, and it was, it was yeah. a lot for us. We, I think canceled one vacation. We were going to go, away right before our baby was born. We we're going to do a baby moon and we had it booked. And literally the day before I was like, we can't go. She sees like, it's, it's going to be a long weekend. So we had to cancel yeah. it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, so in a way I'm glad I haven't had to make those decisions. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, that is what it is. I mean, I, if she's still around in a year, <laughs> I'll be happy that she's still around, but I might be really irritated too. In a way, <laughs> I'll be like, Dang it, I want to go to the ocean. It's okay to <laughs> say it. Don't feel bad. Yeah. We all have these feelings. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's true. Like, she's um, now much more difficult than she was yeah. two years ago. And she's big. It's, it's not like yeah. you have, like, this little old dog. Like, you have a big yeah. old dog. Yeah, no, my my one chihuahua that's 16, like, if she's in a, you know, like, being a pain, I just pick her up and carry her downstairs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, set her outside. It's like, you got to go outside now. You don't... You can pretend you can't hear me, and maybe you can't. I don't know. Like, but, but you're still going outside. Yeah. But with but Stella, yeah, I mean, she's a lot smaller than she used to be. Like, she's lost some weight, and, like, we've yeah. been giving her wet food now to try to keep her weight up. But, um, but I mean, it's still, like, she's still 100 pounds, right? I mean, it's not like she's, mm-hmm. you know, 7 pounds, like the old chihuahua is, like, 7 or 8 pounds when we're around there. So. Yeah, I totally get that. So do you have any plans of, like, contacting somebody to, like, verify her age and see if she does hold the record? You know, I, you know, I thought about it, but, like, so she's not papered, right? So I don't know how that all works, right? Like, I guess maybe they could do genetic testing or something. Um, and I thought, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, um, I've never heard of a dog, a, a great Dane living this long, but maybe they have. I have no way of knowing. I asked my vet. They didn't ever hear of it. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys got thoughts on that. I'm open for suggestions. I, I'm not really, a, I, I agreed to do your show because I like doing podcasts. Like I'm, I just like talking about stuff. I'm, and it's what I do. Like I'm all about, you know, personal branding and stuff, but I don't, I don't have a publicity hound either. You know, so I don't really need to do it, Yeah. but I kind of feel like it'd be nice to know. I think it would be cool for her. Like that's the legacy yeah. she leaves behind. Like, like not mm-hmm. just for you guys, but like that's cool. Like for her to be named that, if that's the case, that would be pretty damn awesome. Yeah, no, it really would. I mean, it really would. Um, yeah, and I mean the other thing is like we adopted her, right? So like we don't have her exact age. Like I think her birthday was yesterday, but mm-hmm. that's like mostly estimate because when we got her, she was between seven and nine weeks old, right? Yeah. Like so she's somewhere around thirteen. Like like she might be twelve years and. 358 days or something, <laughs> right? Like, it's possible. Or yeah. she might be 13 years and, like, seven days old. But, like, she's right around there right now. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we have vet records going back to 2008. So, I mean, I think, you know, we could verify that that she's wow. around that well, age. I would reach out to way. somebody because uh, apparently it's posted by Fox News. I think a couple other outlets shared it back in June saying the uh, – the world's tallest dog at seven foot four is now the oldest living Great Dane, and they're saying I know. that he's turned eight years old. Yeah, that's clearly not true. I saw that myself, and I was like, no, that's definitely not true because 
I've known other people that have had Great Danes that have lived like nine or ten years. I've never yeah. heard of anyone that lived more than ten. But like that story, there's obviously something weird that happened, and then it got repeated. Yeah, by yeah, other something ain't right there. Yeah, and that happens. You know, the media doesn't really have like a strong incentive to get this stuff right. No. I mean, honestly, like maybe if I just like put out a press release that my Great Dane turned thirteen, and like that's all know, it takes. Then it's fact. The oldest great thing in the world, like people might just pick up the story. Yeah. And, like, do it. Especially now, um, everybody needs a feel good, a feel good. Uh, yeah, yeah, article. yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, and, and that's like, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's something to be said about that. I mean, I haven't been secret about it, or you guys wouldn't know about it, obviously. <laughs> um, but uh, and then we posted like um, like a happy birthday thing, like in our we have this Facebook group. Um, it's ironic. It's called last life ever. Um, and it's about living the best version of your life. So I, I post in there, you know, Hey, my great Jane just turned 13 today. And like, you know, we gave her, um, some wet food with like, like some like ready with on top. For her <laughs> yeah. Like she thought it was amazing. It sounded disgusting to me because like the wet food is like, uh, smells really nasty to me, like yep. a chicken like thing. And like, then put whipped cream on top of it, but she loved it. She so. was probably like, yes, this is great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're kind of at the point now where we feel like, you know, if we give her one too many chews or like one too many, like, you know, chicken treats or something, it probably doesn't make that much difference. Yeah. Cause like, you know, holistically, uh, anything that makes her happy right now is good. Exactly. So. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, I mean, she's been pretty healthy and she's, she's, stuck around this long so right uh happens i mean i when i was talking to you a few weeks ago about setting this up i was like well hopefully she'll still be alive i know when we <laughs> were talking about it you were like i don't know if she's gonna make it that long and i was like well let's let, you know fingers crossed yeah well and the thing is like she's better this week than she was that week so like it's and i love up, hearing that that makes me feel better. good yeah yeah it makes me feel good too because i mean i, I wanted to like if she's in too much pain at, at all like then it's it's time like we give her an anti uh, an anti-inflammatory now too, like uh meloxicam or meloxidil or something like that one of those mm -hmm. um you know we've been giving her that again that was when they were like well she's pretty old so she probably has some arthritis like oh, you should give her this for like the next year or so until it's time and we're like okay and that was like five years ago so crazy yeah no and like i the weird the really weird part is like uh, I knew there was a um, Facebook friend of mine, not like a super close friend, but like someone I knew a little bit that lived near my mom up in Michigan and got, uh, you know, a similar like, you know, like Harlequin, Great Dane, like right around the same time and like, um, you know, like looked pretty similar and her was about the same size. Her name was Maggie and like Maggie uh, died like six years ago. Oh my God, it's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Like, it really puts it in perspective for you. Because 13, you're like, okay, 13, she's a big yeah. dog. That's exciting. But, like, when you compare it to other dogs that you've known that yeah. are on the same age and they've been gone for a long time now. Yeah, like like half of Stella's life. Yeah. Like, you know, this this other dog that was, like, essentially the same age of hers has been dead. And, um, and then it was really weird because, like, they look kind of similar and, like, this girl that the the owner of Maggie, like she's in this Facebook group and she was like, Oh, I miss Maggie so much. Oh, that and makes me sad. I, then I was like, then I was like, wow, I totally 
get it, right? Like, because, like, I thought about it, and I, I messaged her, and I'm like, I'm really sorry. Like, how long's Maggie been gone? And then she was like, five and a half years. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, Crazy. it's been that long already, right? Like, yeah. Well, you guys and, are very and, lucky. you know, I mean, yeah, but, I, yeah, I mean, for sure we are. And the thing is, like, that sounds terrible that her dog died so young, but her dog died at the average age that a great yeah. Dane died. So it wasn't like, like her dog eight, missed eight, out. It wasn't like, tragic. Her dog was eight years old, right? Yeah. Like, that's, like, normal life experience. Or if you're Fox News, apparently it's the longest. <laughs> <laughs> so just circling back to what you do during your normal day, I want to hear if you have any like funny or interesting stories about dogs in terms of like when you're working with real estate. Like I remember oh, when sure. we were lurk looking for our first house, there was one house that we went to and there was this boxer that was just in its crate in the living room and didn't make a sound or a peep. He didn't move nothing. He just stared at us the whole time. And I solely <laughs> wanted that house. Cause I was like, that boxer looks so comfortable. Like he was so happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, um, yeah. So I, I do a lot of rental real estate and, um, in, in a lot of those cases, the stuff that I do, um, we don't have a lot of pets. Um, now we don't prevent pets in most of our apartments, like the apartments that we have, we allow pets, you know, with a pet deposit and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, insurance prevents certain kinds like we, we can't have some of the dangerous breeds. They just won't let us. I actually don't, I mean, well, you guys think about it, but I, I don't, I'm not particularly scared of any breed like boxers or like pit bulls or something that they're all fine for me, but, but I have insurance requirements that prevent me from mm-hmm. allowing those. Yeah. Um, but, but honestly, like, I don't think there's any like crazy stories. Although there was, so we were looking at this small apartment complex is like uh, 20 units or something like uh, a couple, like six months ago or so. And we went in, and this is really, this place is like a, really bad shape and like a total fixed up kind of place. And, and everyone there had, um, had uh, like pit bulls and stuff like that. Like, I mean, everyone there did. And there was this one um, uh, unit that we were inspecting and uh, the person was like, he had a beware of the dog sign on it, you know, and all this stuff. And like, um, and the guy who was there, he says, you know, I, you know, my dog's in the, in the bedroom. Like, you know, you've got to be, um, Gotta, you know, you, you got to avoid the bedroom because, like, my dog doesn't really take well to people. And in his living room, he had this crate, like, the biggest dog crate I've ever seen in my life. Like, like my Great Dane would have been, like, this is a roomy crate. Right? Like, <laughs> I didn't even know they made, like, it was, like, it was, like, six feet long and, like, you oh know, like, God. four and a half feet tall. I did not know they made a crate this big. And I was, like, what kind of dog did this guy have? I'm thinking he's going to have, like, a you know, a St. Bernard or like a bull mastiff or something, you know? And I walk in, like, I'm like, he's like, okay, you can go in there. Cause we just got to take a quick picture. Like we have to do that. Yeah. We, the way it was worked. So he's like, yeah, it'll be fine. Like, he's not going to hurt you. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm okay with dogs anyway. So it'll be fine. I open the door and the guy, honest to goodness, had like a toy poodle. <gasps> oh my <laughs> goodness. And I was like, it was like, you know, like five or six pounds. Oh, <laughs> my like, God. I was like, and, it, and this dog did not, did by the way, did not seem, uh, did not seem upset at all. Like, not, not. <laughs> Super so dramatic on talking. dad's part. Like, I'm all worried. I, there's like this huge dramatic thing in there and it's like just a little poodle. Oh, it's my no God. Problem. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I know. It really was weird. I mean, but other than that, like the only, um, 
I, I tell you a, a random pet story as long as we're talking about that that I find really entertaining. Um, although I've ruined the punchline a little bit, I used to practice law, so I was a um, I, I did some some law practice before I got sick and and um, and I went into a motion hearing once for family law, and uh, we were sitting and so like the way that this worked is you go into the court. And um, if you were an attorney, you could kind of like just show up whenever you wanted. They did motions from like eight to 10 in the morning on Fridays. And they knew all the attorneys, it was a small town. And so like when you showed up, they would like nod to you and then you'd get scheduled like one or two hearings down. Um, so you could tell your clients, hey, we're gonna show up at 9.30, that way we don't have to wait around or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's what I had done. I'd walked in at like 9.30 and at the time I walked in, there was another hearing going on. And this hearing was between two unrepresented people. So there's like uh, a husband and wife, going through a divorce on um, they're arguing this motion. And these motions were generally like to set custody for children or uh, things like that. Right. So I forget what the names were, but let's say it was like Tommy and Joey or something. Right. Mm -hmm. So this one, the girl says, you know, it's really important to me that Tommy and Joey live with me. Like they've, they've been with me a long time and like, I've really bonded with them. And all. it was like, you know, that, and, and then, um, and then the guy's like, no, like, you know, they're really, it's really important they live with me. Like, they're, they're my, uh, you know, they're mine. I like, I really want them to live with me. And I'm like, this is, you know, normal child custody kind of conversations when you don't have attorneys. Cause like, attorneys like know the standard yeah. and they know what to say, impress the judge. But like, when you get unrepresented people, they're just like, no, I really want the kids. And, you know, they're just saying this. Nothing back and specific. Forth. Yeah. Right. No, I just, I want them like, okay, great. Well, like the standard in, in Michigan is like the best interest of the children. Right. Yeah. So you're way better off to be like, well, listen, that's more stable in my house. And like, I can provide education and like, mm -hmm. I have good food, a safe space, like all that kind of stuff. Right. But they're not saying any of that. They're just like, I want them. And this goes on for like 10 minutes. And finally the judge stops them and says, you know what? I, I don't actually care. You each get one. <laughs> and I was like, what? You each get one. And they're like, no, we can't possibly separate them. And, and like, I'm like in shock, right? And the judge goes, I don't care which one you get, but they're snakes and snakes aren't bonded together. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, that could not be the case that, um, that, that they were arguing for like an hour and a half over snakes. <laughs> it wasn't wow. probably not an hour and a half. Over like. snakes. Yeah. What? Yeah. So, but thing is right pets are pets right i'm yeah. sure yeah. Them, they were really attached to their snakes i have a hard time understanding that yeah not i'm not a snake person. girl no yeah. but uh but people do get attached to it i mean i have a friend who has a snake she loves her snake yeah. I, I i get that i just to me that's a little weird like i i'd be more likely to be attached to the little mice that she feeds her stuff. i don't want a mouse either but like i'm more likely to be attached to a white Agreed. little mouse than Agreed. A snake. yeah i'm just yeah. surprised that the judge like actually allowed that to happen for as long as it did yeah it was probably like five or ten minutes honestly but but like you know they have wide latitude to argue their case right yeah you, you want people to be able to divide up their assets and and in particular, in family court, you want them to be able to, um, you know, to find a fair resolution for what happens with their children. I mean, divorce is a, it's a tough thing, right? It's just really hard. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't matter if you're fighting over snakes or you're fighting over, you know, cars or something. It's still tough. It's super tough when there are children involved. Yeah. 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 And I don't know. I mean, these people must have had children because 
um, because otherwise they wouldn't have been in family court. Honestly, like the, the way that it worked there, like these hearings were like custody and child support hearings. They weren't like, they, so it, it's either that or they like filed the wrong motion and like were arguing for custody of their, cho- of their children, snake children. Um, you know, we have fur babies, but I guess you can have, you can have like snake skin babies or whatever. Too, <laughs> scale too. babies. Sorry, scale babies. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, that's not me. I'm not, probably never going to have a pet snake. No, me either. I'm with you on that. Well, Jeff, we, we really appreciate the time. Yeah, anytime. And uh, we, we hope maybe next this time next year we'll be talking about Stella when she's 14 because her birthday was yesterday. We just missed it. Um, yeah. But we'll see what happens. We're, we're, our fingers are crossed for her. But, yep. I mean, Happy 13. Happy birthday, Stella. 13's just... Yeah, no, I'll, I'll tell her you said so, and I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a great time. Absolutely. So if our listeners are interested in, in uh, your two podcasts, where can they find it? What are they about? Um, yeah, so the, the first one is Last Life Ever. I talked about the Facebook group. And that's honestly the best place for people to find me. It's just Last Life ever, right? Like you only live once, but it's our version of that. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's Last Life Ever, private group on Facebook, and we'll let anyone in. They just got to answer two questions. Uh, like, yeah, so I'm, I promise to be nice, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, so that's the easiest way to find me. And our podcast actually gets streamed live in the Facebook group before we release it on the podcasting app. Nice. So we, it's, on every, it's everywhere, like, you know, Google and uh, Apple Podcasts and all that. Uh, iHeartRadio and you know wherever you get podcasts we're there and that's just the last life ever podcast um, and that's all about living the best version of your life it's we interview inspiring people just yesterday uh, we interviewed a two-time Olympic gold medalist um, her name is Heather Moyes she's a Canadian um, fascinating story about um, how she didn't even want to be an elite athlete and like when she was in college, they were like, hey, you should try out for the bobsled team. And she was like, I've never tried that. And then she went to this testing thing and ends up getting on the team. Um, and, and only three months after trying her first bobsled pushing, um, she placed fourth in the Olympics. That's crazy. And then she That's was crazy. like, she was like, uh, guess I ought to try this again. And yeah, so right? she came back four years later and won a gold medal in Vancouver. Um, and she was just, you know, like this amazing, I mean, the whole story is amazing. She, but the point is we interview people like that, uh, just people doing interesting and extraordinary things. And then the other show I have is completely different than that. It's a real estate show, um, called the old fashioned real estate show. And, um, we actually just get drunk and talk about real estate. So we drink, um, <laughs> we drink bourbon old fashioned, right? Like, so the, the old fashioned drink yep. and we just drink that and talk about real estate. And it's just like, Mostly YouTube. I mean, we're on the podcasting apps. If you kind of want to watch that one so you can yeah. see us get drunk. And it. it's the length of a drink. So, like, if you guys get bored tonight, you pour yourself a drink, you go to YouTube, you find old-fashioned real estate, you watch an episode, you get drunk with us. It's fun. That sounds so that's, great. That's awesome. That's, that's where we are, yeah. All right. Well, I like it. Jeff, thank you so much. We really enjoyed this, and uh, hopefully we'll see what happens next year. Yep. Keep us updated yeah. on Stella. We'll keep our uh, paws crossed for Stella. Yeah, well, listen, we might have to go for like 13 and a half. I think 14 <laughs> might be a bit of a stretch. Okay, 13 but, and uh, a half. That's our goal. We'll, we'll see where we are in the summer, and then we'll reevaluate. If she's just as good as now in the summer, then maybe we'll go for 14. So Sounds um, good. But I got to be I gotta be honest, actually. This time next year, I might be in Antarctica, so it uh-huh. might be difficult. 
Whoa. Um, and I don't think I can take Stella with. So yeah, I've actually, no. I think I might just be back from Antarctica. I don't have the dates in front of me, but we, um, we booked an excursion there because um, part of my last life ever philosophy, like do big and exciting things. Um, I decided that I wanted to go to all seven continents and 50 countries before I turned 50. So this is part of my going to all seven continents and it will actually be continent seven and I'm only 43. So I'm ahead wow. of schedule. Good, Good for, for you. you. That's, That's awesome. awesome. We just said the same yeah, thing. Yeah, we did. It was just delayed. <laughs> oh, can you tell we're married? All right, Jeff. Oh, it was yeah, so happy. great talking to you. You too. Both of you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Have a great Thanks, night Jeff. and give Stella a kiss for us. For sure. Bye. Bye. That was cool. That was a lot of fun. I loved hearing about Stella. That was great. Yeah. And then I, what I didn't bring up, um, I found, I think I just closed it out that, uh, in back in September 25th, they, a different website carried a story about the oldest living great Dane. And they said that this dog was 11 and a half. His name is pirate. Really? And then there's a little, like the edit under the title, it says, um, like update November, 2020, um, that he passed away. So 11 and a half is, I guess, what they're considering to be the oldest Great Dane. Wow. So I think that he should definitely... Look into that. Yeah, if he's got records back to 2000, 2008, yeah. right? So yep. then, that's your... That's, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the receipts. I think I think that you'll be able to prove it. So that's yeah. He that's may really even awesome. have photos that have the dates on the photos because that's something that we don't think about too. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to talk about... Opal. Our experience with Opal. Yes. Um, um, where are we at? We're at about an hour. So we'll keep it short. Yep. We'll talk about Opal and then what else we're going to be doing. So I kind of teased it last week, but we did a medium reading um, with a medium. And I actually did it for my mother-in-law. Well, let's talk about a medium real quick. Okay. you Go ahead. If you don't know what a medium is, um, it's people who... And if you don't believe in this sort of thing, just play along. It's people who are basically like when you talk about art, your medium is how you what you use to create the the painting or the whatever your, yeah. your so medium so like is. a medium like this medium is audio or if you're watching on Twitch, it's visual. Mm -hmm. So a medium that's kind of where they get the word from, but they're used as like a a way to communicate with spirits in the afterlife. Yes, or they. I think they do like crystal work and like chakra Well, work. there's all different. There's kinds. other stuff that goes into it. But um, so I found this medium through one of our very close friends and I got to talk to her a little bit and I got to know her and um, I set it up for my mother-in-law because um, she lost a lot of people in her life very quickly. And then I didn't realize, because I've never done this before. So like I've only seen like what the Long Island medium and yeah, like John sure, Edwards on. Sure, most on people TV. know like Long Island medium. Yes, she's hysterical, by the way. Um, so I didn't really know how it worked. So we we were supposed to actually be there with my in laws and uh, be physically there, so I can watch it, like because she was in Virginia. Um, but we we weren't able to do it because we had a huge snowstorm here. So we wound up doing it like a Facebook stream what, what facebook no not facebook what's oh. called um facetime yeah, facetime group so i didn't realize that because she was kind of with all four of us that she would get people coming through for all four of us i just thought it would be like well it's it's for my mother-in-law so focus on my mother-in-law right um so spirits came through for all of us and actually two dogs came through opal 
who recently passed uh, for our, our veteran listeners, uh, know a lot about her. And then Dottie, which was my first pit, who I uh, adopted when I was 16. Uh, she wound up dying literally, what was it? She died a few weeks after you and I met. And I feel like she she went, she was suffering from cancer. I feel like she went because she knew that I was with John and I was good. Um, so they're together. That's what the medium told me. Again, she really didn't know anything about us. She didn't know my job. She didn't know anything. We didn't ask her if anybody came through. She was like, uh, there's a lot of dogs. Well, she didn't even know that you were going to be sitting in on this reading until like five minutes before. So a lot of people could say, our life is all out there. It's not hard, that yeah. hard. Spend a week and you can really uh, fool us because it's easy to collect information. You listen to this podcast, you follow us on social media. But she didn't even, she had no intention of doing a reading for you. She no. didn't know you were going to be there at all. No, she didn't even know my last name. And it was literally five minutes before and, she, and you said, oh, I didn't even ask you, is it okay if I sit in? And she said, oh yeah, absolutely. Just know that things may come through for you. So. so she said, just be open to that. So she didn't even know who it was for. A lot of the times when the spirits come through, she's just like, all right, uh, who's this? And, and why did, why this? And so you kind of have to like go along. And most of the time, none of us were even responding. She was kind of just like, well, who is this? And, and wait, hold on. So like, she was like adding to it as like the minutes went yeah, on it's rapid fire. Um, so she came through with Opal and you know, just a couple of things that she said were, you cannot make this up. Like, to the point where, um, and I've never told anybody other than like our immediate friends and John and our family is that, and not even often, I don't even think how many times I've said it, probably not a lot because it's, it makes me sound crazy. But when Opal was alive, uh, she was blind and she, whenever I was in the bathroom doing my makeup, it's right next to the door and I always had the door open and she would come over and sit in the doorway and just paw my calf. And it was always my right calf. And it was always when John was perfect, perfectly capable of entertaining her, but she just didn't like the fact that I was doing my makeup and not paying attention to her. So she'd sit there, paw my calf and cry. And every day she would do this every day. Um, and she said while she was, she was going over like back and forth between Opal and like other spirits that we were dealing with at the time. But she said, there's a lot of signs like in your family. There's a lot of signs. She says, who's the one that always gets tapped on the calf? And I literally could have pooped my pants right that moment. I was like, I thought you did at first. It's like, what do you mean? So I didn't say anything. And she was like, she's like the little one, the, the young one, the young one does this. She paws your calf when you're in the bathroom. And I was like, oh my God. Like, how did she know that? Like, that's an intimate detail. Even if she did stalk us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's like a really intimate detail. And she said, I, I paraphrase this wrong because I remember it in my head. I was just so excited that I can't remember her actual work, wording. But she was saying that um, both of them are no longer in pain. And they both kept saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. A lot of times I think the spirits say things in threes. Um, that's what it seemed like when she was talking. And um, she was saying that the young one was here for a short period of time for a reason. And what was what was the exact to, wording? To motivate us. To motivate us and do something with it. and And that we already have which is like the Opal Fund, which is just crazy that we started this nonprofit and like she's aware of that. It's just nuts. Uh, was there anything else? There was there was the thing about Pudge. Yeah, the, but the, that was basically what I wanted to touch on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just a lot of things that 
nobody else really knows other than our immediate family. So um, I was even a little bit skeptical, not going to lie, I was, because I've never seen it before. And there's obviously a lot of people out there like psychics and stuff that like are total phonies. Um, but I don't want to discount the people who are actually truly doing what they are meant to do. Um, so I actually contacted her afterwards and asked if she would feel comfortable coming on the show and discussing like her experiences with animals coming through spirit wise and, um, you know, just all about how it works from a medium standpoint. I think that's going to be really cool. And she initially said that that it's not something she normally does, right? She's like very she shy. was, she was too shy to do it. Yes. Um, and then what did she like follow up with you the next day? Yeah. So she, she was like, you know what? Like at first she was like, let me think about it. Cause it's not something that, you know, is in, in my wheelhouse. Um, cause she, she then came back and said, so I'm going to scaredly say yes. Um, and really the only reason why was because she had a dream about her childhood dog um, in her dream. And and it was just that dog has not come through to her in years. And she thought it was just so strange that that would happen right as I'm asking her to come on our podcast and talk about dogs and spirits and stuff. And so she was like, I I'll do it. I'm shy, but I'll do it. So she's like, I'm going to take that as motivation that my do my childhood dog wants me to do this. I'm excited for this one. I'm excited too. It's really cool. I mean, just like talking about Opal to Opal, whatever it was, like that was awesome. Yeah. That one, I don't think this one's going to be live. I think we're going to pre-record it because it could be long. So we'll pre-record that, that one. Yeah. And plus, I don't want to put her on the spot, have her live. Um, yeah, let's get the crap out of her. Yeah. But <laughs> if you are a skeptic and you, you're rolling your eyes or you've been rolling your eyes and hopefully you're still listening at this point, <laughs> reach out to us. We will get you her information. And I, I recommend you book a reading with her and you might not be a skeptic anymore because that was, that was really impressive. It, I'll just put it that way. Really impressive. Like aside from the dogs, um, she went into our business um, what I want to do that I've never said out loud to people. Yeah. My ideas that I never said out loud. Just to you. Nuts. I've never even told you. You're like, where after the fact, you're like, where did that come from? Like, what I, she, know. I, I, I was like, like so who is she talking about? So, uh, I've been planning that for yeah. like the last two weeks. Yeah. So really weird things. Um, all of like John's grandparents came through, um, it's crazy. It was just a really, really crazy experience. So we'll see. We'll see how soon we can get that. Yeah. So done. I'll work that with her. We have a couple other really awesome podcasts and interviews lined up. Yeah. And for anyone wondering, we still haven't heard back from Wisdom Panel. Yeah. They gave us a new contact to, to reach out to. Reach out to that contact. It's been like two weeks and nothing. So they don't seem very motivated. So we're going to continue to put Oakley's thing on pause. Yep. Um, do you want to... I'm going to go ahead and boot up our cinematic video. Um, did we want to read that one message from our listener? Which one? Oh, one. no, no. We don't have time no? for that. No, we're already, we're already an hour and seven minutes. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's going to have to wait till next week. And then we also, I think we got four or five coffees. Yes, I think somebody five. bought us four or five. I think five coffees. I think it was five. Somebody bought us five coffees on Buy Me a Coffee, but they did it anonymously. So if it was you, thank you very, very much. If you wanted to buy us a coffee, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash possum, and we'll have that in the show notes as well. And uh, 
if you want to give all, all the closing details and then I'm going to queue up this week's video, which is an absolute cinematic experience. It's a short film starring Pajolina. Yes. Who, who won Loudest Actress. What else did you win? Uh, the film won uh, Best Dance Sequence. And uh, what else? There's something else on there. Yeah, I don't remember. We'll see. Yes. You'll see it. Um, so follow us on Instagram. Please, please, please um, start interacting with our stuff. Let us know what you guys want to see. If you want to see more of our our day, if you want to want to see us with the dogs and, you know, in real time, let us know. Let us hear you so we can give you guys what you want. Um, what else? Ask me. Uh, ask. Ask the trainer. <laughs> uh, PaulsonUniversity.com forward slash ask. Send us your questions um, and we will answer them. We don't have one for this week because it's just, this is just getting way too long and I don't want to just bloat this episode up. You know, mm -hmm. we got a, a lot of, we had a great conversation with Jeff. I want to leave it at that yep. and we'll resume our normal format of hitting the ask the trainer and covering various topics Absolutely. that we promised to cover. So mm -hmm. until next week, class dismissed.